warehouse workers, tortilla makers, guitar teachers, they've all taken part in a wave of labor organizing right here in Chicago. That's El Milagro tortilla factory workers during a walkout in September. And workers at several Chicago Amazon warehouses and the John Deere plant in Moline also staged walkouts last year. Last fall, a loop Starbucks became the first location in Chicago where workers petitioned for a union. And the teachers' union for the Old Town School of Folk Music just won its first contract. Brick Zurich is a shift supervisor at the Loop Starbucks and an organizer with Workers United. They join us now. Hi, Brick. Hi, Sasha. How are you doing? Doing well. Thanks for being here. And Chris Walls is a guitar and banjo teacher at the Old Town School of Folk Music and the former co-president of the Old Town Teachers Organization, or Otto. Hi, Chris. Welcome. Oh, hi, Sasha. Thanks so much for having me. Congrats, Chris, on your, your contract. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, it's uh, It's been a few years in the making, uh, but everybody, you know, especially the teachers, uh, are very happy to have gotten here. So yeah. thank you very much. Of course. Brick, you work at the Loop Starbucks. That was the, the first in the Midwest to unionize. Tell us what inspired you to want a, a union at your Starbucks. Uh, yeah, so uh, we had seen what was going on in Buffalo. Buffalo was the, the first Starbucks there uh, had started to organize, and we saw them win. We saw them fighting for it. We saw it slowly spreading at first across the country. Um, and uh, at that time at our store, things were getting pretty bad as far as, like, staffing issues. We were way understaffed, uh, overworked with how busy we were being in the holiday season. Um, we were constantly getting threats of violence um, that management wasn't really taking seriously, uh, a lot of death threats uh, and wow. things like that. And so From customers? Uh, from customers or from people who just wandered in, um, all sorts. Um, we had uh, like one person threatened to shoot up the store, and you know he threatened to come back and do it. And uh, you know management didn't let us like close early for the next week at all, um, or anything like that. And and we really just didn't feel like we were being protected at all. Um, and mm. you know the guy ended up coming back uh, one of the nights a few days later, and that was really the moment where like, oh my gosh, like we have to do this because nobody's going to keep us safe. Uh, were you we were you there at that board. time, Brick? Yeah, so I was actually there for when the guy first came in and threatened to shoot us, and then two days later he was like standing outside the window and like leering at us and making gestures. So how are you hoping to address this kind of problem in a, in a contract with Starbucks? So um, the, our first big demand, which they actually conceded to us uh, pretty much as soon as we went public, was uh, for a security officer to be there, like um, in the uh, like in the evenings after it gets dark, right? And just having that presence there has cut down so much. Um, but another big factor of it is just um, getting the uh, having our voice to like when we open or when we when we close, can we close early some days, right? If we feel unsafe for whatever reason, if there's another situation like that, we want the, the flexibility to be able to say, hey, like things are getting kind of kind of dangerous out here at night. Uh, can we just close at sundown for the next week and mm-hmm. feel safer? Um, because honestly, the last thing we need to be worrying about in those situations is, am I gonna lose my job if I close? If that's what I think is safest for me and my coworkers, right? Um, so just taking that pressure of off and like letting us have that discretion to close the store if we feel like we need to is, is incredibly important to us. Chris, let's talk about you and the folks at Old Town School of Folk Music. What were the main things that the union wanted and that management didn't? Well, the um, the organizing that we did 
uh, beginning in 2017, really centered around two core issues, um, making sure that uh, all teachers' time is correctly counted and paid for, and that there is greater teacher voice in the uh, decision-making uh, area of, uh, of the school's future. Uh, now, within those issues are a lot of uh, intricate and, you know, to each teacher, you know, personal elements. Uh, but those were the two the, the two core uh, core elements uh, that that galvanized um, all the teachers around the organizing uh, in the in the first place. Mm. What were the problems with hours exactly? Well, there's um, the, the now the Old Town School of Folk Music is not like a, a, a sort of a proper school. Uh, it has a it has a very um, flexible and, and wide ranging uh, time frame for for classes and how things are scheduled. Um, but what we were what we were uh, the, one of our main elements was there is a, let's say, an 80-minute class that uh, is scheduled and students are there and you're teaching. And then there's a a 10-minute changeover time uh, for which we were not paid. We were off the clock, even though uh, teachers are still uh, working with students, um, changing over the room. They're still essentially on the job and and working. And what what we were looking for is to have that time correctly counted and paid. And it's not for just for 80 minute classes, but we have, we have uh, 50 minute classes, 45 minute classes. So the changeover time, um, is, was, was one of the, the core elements, making sure your time is, is correctly counted and paid for. Brick, your Starbucks counts its union votes tomorrow, right? Yep, that's true. So for uh, those, and I am. Yeah. So for those who don't know, Brick, what's that process of of starting a union and then organizing a vote? Yeah. So um, the the first step was uh, just reaching out to coworkers, seeing else who was interested, right? Um, and then once we got in contact with the union, they kind of helped us organize a bit more, get you know, figure out who the leaders of the store are going to be, spreading that information, answering the questions about what is a union, right? Um, and then uh, signing authorization cards, right? Um, so according to the NLRB, you need 30% of those cards to be signed. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were shooting for more. We actually got 100% card signage. Um, wow. from then, you know, the NLRB will go over, make sure everything's legitimate, um, and then schedule an election. So we actually had to wait six months for ours, which is a very long time. Um, but a lot of places go a bit faster. They only wait like a month or so. Um, and in that interim period, you know, we're constantly trying to check in with everybody, with the coworkers and saying, you know, um, what what does this union mean to you? Like, what what do we want to be fighting for here? Um, and Starbucks as a corporation is obviously going to respond. You know, they have their union busting, they have captive audience meetings, they spread a lot of disinformation. Um, and it's a, a lot of the fight is just about uh, making sure people are prepared for that and knowing what's going to come. And, and sometimes people do get a little nervous, right? Because uh, Starbucks yeah. is a massive corporation, a lot of resources, and it's just about checking in and, and keeping that energy and that hope up yeah, people are scared of potentially losing their jobs, right? If something was to go wrong. Yeah, losing their jobs. A lot of it is um, specific benefits that Starbucks will be um, illegally threatening. Um, that's happened, frankly, like all over the country. Um, a lot of times, it's it's there's there'll be like a little bit of concession on the part of the of, of management, right? And and now it's going to be oh we're afraid this will be taken away or or I'm afraid my promotion won't actually happen if this, yeah, if this goes through. Chris, the Old Town School also said no 
to um, voluntarily recognizing your union. What was the reason that they gave? Well, uh, you know, to, to Brick's point, um, I, I think the I think the organizing element, the person to person thing, is is absolutely key and crucial to to bringing the workers together. But the one thing that you don't want to do is let management know how many of your workers are uh, have have signed on, uh, how many of them are involved in you know in organizing. Uh, because you don't want to tip your hand as to as to your numbers. You want to be sure that there's a that you have a strong majority and that and that you can prove it. Um, so when you're asking for voluntary uh, recognition, that's saying to management without giving out any numbers. That's saying to them, we feel we have a strong majority, and uh, if if you believe that, which we hoping that you will. Um, uh, voluntary recognition will get us to the bargaining table uh, mm-hmm. quicker. By asking for a vote, that's essentially management saying, prove to us that you have the numbers. And uh, the vote did that. You're listening to Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. As labor organizing is on the rise across the country. We are talking about what that's looked like locally with Brick Zurich, who's a shift supervisor at the Loop Starbucks, and Chris Walls, a guitar and banjo teacher at the Old Town School of Folk Music. Sticking with you, Chris, talk to us, talk to us more about why you think contract negotiations took so long, because you formed five years ago. Well, we were we started the organizing uh, in in October of 2017, and uh, we began. We had our we had our vote to, to unionize uh, in in 2019, and and we we won that vote very strongly. Mm-hmm. And we began uh, contract negotiations at the end of 2019, and we proceeded into early 2020, and then the pandemic hit, right. and that made it much more difficult for the school to have classes for this for, for, for the school to basically to operate although we managed to to, to do so uh by the teachers uh going online and, and teaching that way um the, so we kept the um we kept the negotiations going through the screen on zoom calls mm-hmm. and and that made it a slower process um in the beginning we were using a, a traditional uh, a position bargaining where we would uh, write up the proposal uh, on a specific issue and present it, and then the uh, the employer would would take time to look it over and then return it. And so the process going back and forth because it wasn't in person. But, but midway through, midway through, you you did hire a mediator, right? What does a mediator do? Well, what the what the mediator does, and a lot of people have that confused with with an arbitrator. Um, an arbitrator is who you go to if there is a, a dispute between labor and management that is in, in, insoluble, and the the the, uh, the arbitrator will act as a kind of judge and say, "This is how I'm calling this particular issue on favor of the union or the or the employer." What a mediator does is work with you during negotiations to keep you coming back to the table if there is any sort of stalemate or or any kind of uh issue where there where there doesn't seem to be any any movement and it's a it's a slower process um because you're doing everything much more uh collaboratively the the good thing about it is at the end of every bargaining session some forward movement has been made mm-hmm. and uh you can track it so working with a mediator does take 
longer. It's it's if you think of it this way, it's uh, it's it's taking shorter steps to go a longer mile. Rick, uh, one thing that a lot of workers have been concerned about is uh, working in person during the pandemic. What have you heard from your coworkers on that? Yeah, um, so I definitely have that experience because um, I I never have been able to work from home, right? Um, and so that has put myself and a lot of my coworkers at risk. Um, I've had a few coworkers over the re- years who were immunocompromised, right? And so they'd come in every single day. Um, scared and terrified that, that, you know, that might be the day that they catch COVID. Um, We've had quite a few outbreaks um, over the years, um, people catching COVID. Um, And it's always a little bit unspoken, this, this tension that's going on that, that these people coming in without masks right now, this, this guy coughing in the lobby right in our face, you know, that could be the position that, that, that Mm -hmm. this disease, right. And, you know, they, they, management used to do smaller things like putting up, um, those plexiglass protectors in front of the uh, cash registers of the the bar, um, so that we would have at least some barrier. Um, but you know, those have been taken away, um, and so really, like it is just just it's scary doing it. We don't feel like we're being fully protected all the time. Yeah. And question for you: there, there was a union vote at a Starbucks in Lagrange a few months ago that failed. Uh, a few days after Starbucks announced bonuses for workers who didn't unionize. Have you heard anything similar from Starbucks recently? About um, raises for, for workers who didn't organize? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Yeah. So um, those raises uh, coming out, uh, they did announce those uh, nationwide, right? And those are, um, on the face of it, just looking at it, it's a paltry raise, right? Like inflation is how high right now? And, and these raises are like 3 maybe 5% at the most. Um, so looking at it, they're offering us crumbs, right? And we have... So much to win, um, so much more that they could be giving us that they're not, right? And so that has been kind of the reaction of a lot of people is just looking at that number and, and how absurdly low it is. Yeah. Um, and so we, like at the unionized stores, are going to be fighting for that raise and, and much, much more um, because we do have a right to negotiate over that uh, over that specific raise. Well, we're out of time, but Chris, I am curious because your union is full of music teachers. Were there some union songs involved (laughs) there were there were a lot of union songs we had uh we had these things called uh singing rallies uh uh we did uh we did some in person because of the pandemic we did many of them online yeah Uh, we have a we have an uh, old town teachers organization uh youtube where you can see some of the singing rally uh videos but uh but yeah there was always there was always some sort of song (laughs) chris walls is a guitar and banjo teacher at the old town school of folk music and former co-president of the old town teachers association and brick zurich is a shift manager at the loop starbucks and organizer with Workers United. Thank you both. Let's go out with a union song. Here's a clip of Chris Walls and other members of the Old Town Teachers Union singing Union Made at the Illinois Federation of Teachers Conference back in 2019. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast. WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.